Welcome to the Nourished and Nurturing Podcast, for two holistic-minded moms with a passion for real food and raising healthy, empowered children. We want to provide a safe and educational, judgment-free zone for supporting women as they journey into motherhood and discover the mom they were meant to be. I'm Marissa of Confidently Balanced. I'm a former speech-language pathologist turned nutritional therapy practitioner and have a passion for all things health, wellness, and mindset. I'm also a mama to a little guy with a big personality. And I'm Michelle. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner student. I have a degree in Thai massage and a master's in business analytics. I'm a mama to a little one and have another one on the way. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or qualified health provider with any questions you have regarding a medical concern. Hello. Hi, friend. How's it going? Pretty well. It's so good to see your face. It's been forever since we've recorded. (laughs) I know. I was just looking at that the last time we did the episode on like dairy and that was over a month ago, which seems crazy. So (laughs) yeah, it really, it really does. It's gone fast and slow at the same time, I think. Well, and I haven't recorded anything since I've been back at work. Like um, there was a couple guest episodes that aired since our last episode together, but those were all done while I was still on maternity leave. So it's kind of like a whole new life phase I'm in. <laughs> oh yeah. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Cause a lot has changed for you. I will. I, I like, you know, I'm smiley and excited to see you now, but it, it's been kind of shitty <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> to sum it up in one word. Um, <laughs> it's, and it's, I'm almost embarrassed of that because I did so much talking about how great I was feeling postpartum. And I'm like, I took care of myself with nutrition this time. And like, you know, cause when we were recording these episodes very early postpartum, I kept being like surprised it hadn't hit me yet. And at, at a certain point I was like, Oh, it's just not even a thing. Like I'm fine. And then now it's just going back to work, just the stress really, really compounded. And I just, I'm not doing amazing. And I think it's okay. And I should, you know, I'm, I'm only 14 weeks postpartum, like I'm allowed to not feel perfect, but I'm also, I feel a little guilty that I like let that happen or I, I don't know. I <laughs> like I, I talked that about happen, it. No, 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 I know. And that's, it's stupid and unfounded. And I, I think I felt like this before with Connor and it was just very different and it was earlier and you don't know when to raise your hand and say, I have issues postpartum. And I think that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to, to take care of myself, but there's just a lot. It's a lot with two kids and working full time. And there's obviously a lot of stress in the world in general right now, like a lot of normalcy missing from things. Yeah. So, and I just the, so I'll go into, I went back to work and right away I, kind of knew that I didn't want to be working full time. Like I'm kind of trying to make this transition, do other things. And I just, I loved my maternity leave so much and I don't want to be a full-time stay-at-home mom, but it was a wonderful experience for me just being with my daughter every day and working on my book and 
it was, it was just this wonderful gift and I'm glad I didn't have issues immediately postpartum that I was working through because it, it was this like clarity of this is a lot closer to the life I want. And now it's just like, okay, how can I create more of that in my life? And so going back to the work, it was this very stark, this isn't, this isn't the life I want. I don't want to go back to having trouble sleeping and having back pain and just all the, it's tough to get dinner on the table. Like we still did a decent job of it, but you're, you're running around and getting home at six o'clock and like, Oh, we got to eat. we got to put the kids to bed and just this rush around things. So, and, and I think that's where COVID in general has been, I don't want to say it like this, but it's been a gift to people in a lot of ways to realize these things about their life. Like that was too much. And it's, I've talked to a lot of people where it's refreshing where we're in the summer now where you and I both have winters that are, uh, you know, people don't leave the house much. So summers get crazy where there's like, a, like three parties a day on, on weekends and all these things going on. And now I talk to people and it's like, what are you doing this weekend? Actually, I have nothing going on. And it's, kind of nice like we want to be seeing people again but it's also like realizing that it's nice to not commute it's nice to not be overly scheduled like have this time with your family and um so I'm, I'm referencing other people saying this more because I know I've been in a different situation with having a new baby but I feel that like I want to have a life where we can have important conversations at the family dinner table and have a healthy meal there and eat together and not be so exhausted from the day that all you can do is watch TV with your kids in the evening. So I feel like that was a lot. <laughs> Good. That's why we're here. But no, these are all the things that I'm feeling. So, oh, and what I was trying to say is like right away, I was like, this didn't fit. And I was reaching out about potentially taking on another opportunity part-time or asking my current job to go part-time. And it hasn't been going that well. Um, there, I do have some options, but it's also just very stressful to have these asks and deal with just the, you know, political nature of corporate America, mm -hmm. just kind of trying to like, well, can't you work with me? Don't you, don't you want me to be working for you? And it's, it's kind of just like, nope because I said so like <laughs> yeah, that's just so maddening that has to be the hardest thing because there's no reasoning with that no and I get it from a, a, a point like you don't want to do that because then the next person's going to ask and they're mm -hmm. not as valuable as, of an employee and how do you say no to them and but it's kind of like I don't know I, I I would not manage the way that my manager manages I mean I don't I'm, I'm also a manager and I have a very different style than him <laughs> but um so uh, yeah it's it's tough and I can kind of see like basically I've decided I can't stay in my job but I'm afraid to just quit without knowing that something is going to be there when I take that step Right. And it's really hard to not know what it is. Like, is it nutrition work? And if it is nutrition work, um, do I have enough to make that a full-time job? So it's it's just, 
it feels heavy right now. <laughs> it's a lot to navigate through, I can imagine. It's, it's a lot of transition in such a short period of time. Like you said, it's only been 14 weeks since you had. When I went back to work two and a half weeks ago, so it's already like I have another opportunity I'm looking at outside of my company. I've asked to go part-time. I've gotten a no. It's like, it's moving so fast, which is, is crazy stressful, but I'm also glad that I'm taking these steps because if I just went back to work and got back in the swing of things, then you kind of get used to it again and you're less likely to advocate for yourself. Oh yeah. So I'm glad that it's like, I have this clarity. This isn't the life I want. Let me make it happen now. Um, but I'm just kind of sitting in this limbo. So I feel like, like four weeks from now, I will have a lot more figured out, but right now it's, it's stressful and it feels heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, but yeah, I I wish I could hug you. (laughs) I know. I I I feel that. I feel that for you and oh, heavy. It's a lot. Yeah. So I don't know how much you, like you weren't working outside of the home, but your husband was, and that changed with COVID. Like, uh, um, I think my husband's just ready to get back to work and he's, he's not the kind of person who brings his stress home at the end of the day, like I do. But, um, I think there's just a, a lot of people are taking this and really rethinking what they want in their lives, like in a good way. Yeah, I know. If there's one positive, it's seems to be that I hope that continues. Yeah, there's plenty of negatives too. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So, so yeah, that's kind of what's been going on over here. Um, the book, just to touch on that, like it is something I'm just so excited about and that it's I'm not willing to let that go. Like it's not going to get pushed to the back burner now that I'm working. And we do have a... It's a small version of it, but we do have it in the hands of people that are giving us feedback next week. So it's just, I'm like so proud of it. And it's, I think it's needed. And I'm like, how did this not exist now that, now that we're creating it and putting it all together. And so like, one of the things I really want is like a single prep day where you kind of, um, I mean, this is where my like Excel skills and stuff will come in handy. Like you put, check off the ones you want to make and then it'll tell you like a shopping list and like, okay. And you also need five gallon freezer bags and four half gallon glass jars. And so like all the stuff you need for freezing and prepping, because I want it to be something that a pregnant mom can say, I'm going to take one whole day. I'm going to get this done. And then I'm not going to worry about it. <laughs> yes. So, cause we did that. We planned that with, um, my mother-in-law was going to watch Connor and give us this full day for prepping. And then I think something happened. It might've been COVID or we got, she, she was sick. That's when we, then when I had the bronchitis and I gave it to her and, um, so that didn't happen, but that's just a kind of like, okay, I need a babysitter for one day or, or have your husband. I, I think between, if you had a helper too, I think you can really do it all in one day, but we got to like finalize that. But so exciting. It's so exciting. It <laughs> and it like, like the more you work on it, the more clarity it gets. It's like, yeah, this, this is what moms need. So <laughs> yeah, good. So that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What's new with you? 
Well, we've been dealing with a lot of home stuff. We had a pretty large surprise expense. So just having people come in and out and try to get that squared away. Um, my husband has a really big birthday next week and we're trying to figure out what to do for that. Like, do we try to go home and see family or stay here? Cause we're starting the whole potty training adventure again. Mm. And it's kind of like, it's past time. This kid is beyond ready. And we've kind of dropped the ball on that because he's so challenging to like, he fights, he really fights and he's, oh my gosh, it was brutal. Um, the last attempt that we made. So he's not interested in potty training. He has no interest. He tells me straight (laughs) up. I like my diapers. I'm going to stay in my diapers. I'm like, okay, but no, (laughs) you know, but he, he's not into it at all, but so we we think that probably driving across the state a week or t- a week into it is probably not a good idea for him. So trying to figure out how to make the birthday special, but not, you know, ruining my kids' progress. Hopefully there's progress in a week. <laughs> there better be progress in a week. But I think it's pretty quick once you actually make that decision. And I know that's not true for everybody, but um for us, we did it around New Year's. We were going to do it at like Thanksgiving. And then I think he was, he had a cold or something and we put it off. But um, yeah, it's hard to find that time where you're like, okay, I'm committed to this as the adult. Totally. <laughs> I have to hold this space and like make make it a thing. So I'm, yeah. I'm with you. It's hard to find that time. It is. And when we tried last time, there was just so much that I was going through that I needed to address. So I feel like I'm in a much better place mentally. So he just needs to get there too. So we'll see. I'm sure the next time I'll have an interesting update, but yeah, pretty much the same stuff here. Just trying to, you know, keep it together. We moved, my state moved to the green phase yesterday. So everyone seems to think that like, you know, we're back to normal and I'm, I'm very much personally not in that place. So we're still hanging out here and doing that whole thing, but yeah. Yeah. Nothing crazy. Yeah. Driving lots of tractors, you know, boy stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. My, his big thing Connor's is guns and I don't love that. His friend is like really into dinosaurs and, um, I'm like, that seems I, like I would rather have that. And, but Connor wants to make everything into a gun and, uh, I pewed you, you, and I'm like, I don't want to play guns right now. I know. <laughs> oh, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah. Oh. And like, I changed it the other day for like, instead of it being a gun where you shoot, you, he would shoot me and I would pretend to like fall down cause I'm dead. I turned it like, Oh, you have a, you found a wind gun. And so I like blow away when he shoots me and <laughs> he was super into that, but I'm like, no, I don't feel like blowing away now either. <laughs> right. I know. I know. It's so, it's crazy. Like, like I'll play sometimes, but <laughs> I know there's, there's a limit though. I mean, we do lawnmowers and tractors and it's not, he does mow, but it's mostly like oh no, something's wrong with it. I need to change the battery. And here's where the spark plugs go and blah, blah, blah. It's like so technical. We saw friends the other day and she was, um, the mom, she was trying to play with my son and she's like, oh no, there's all this steam coming out. What are you going to do? And he kind of looked at the mower and looked at her and he goes, actually, it's perfectly fine. And then just (laughs) mowed away. (laughs) He's doing great. (laughs) Um, Oh, so that's fun. It is fun. This is such a fun age. 
challenging. It, it really is. Yeah. I feel like I but I am looking forward to like when he can sit down and play a board game or like do a like a activity together because yeah. that's a lot more my speed. Yeah. <laughs> Run around with daddy and play guns. But oh my gosh. Thank goodness for daddy. Yeah. Yes. So well yeah. So today we talked we've been hearing a lot from people about this like kind of quarantine like oh what do I do now should I start losing weight I don't feel like losing weight but I feel like I should because I think there's this cycle where a lot of people kind of do this every spring and in a lot of ways we missed that normal season the gyms were closed like people are working from home like very out of the norm in terms of keeping up on their their self-care, their health, like there's so many things that I feel like have been dropping. Like it's not like your normal just diet and exercise, even though that's a big part of it. Like it's hard to get exercise. I just went back to Pilates yesterday. They're doing like reformer classes with six people. So it's hard to get a spot in a class, but I'm like, I need something. (laughs) Like I, I had a baby. I've been walking a lot, but um yeah, so it's just very limited in terms of what people can do. So you're thrown off of your routine and now it's like how do how do I get back into caring about my health? And so we picked out some questions we've got from listeners in this area and from like clients we're working on with one-on-one that are really trying to to get back on this and what does that look like? So, um, I'm excited for this topic and I'll just say personally, I'm kind of in the space too, where, um, again, it's different, it's postpartum and, but I'm ready to kind of start thinking about like weight loss and, you know, all the things again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even like saying weight loss. I prefer to say fat loss because right. weight's not a great measure of things, but yeah. Um, okay. So I'll, I'll ask the first question that we got. So the first question we got was, I feel like I've gotten off track with diet and exercise with being at home and with the kids all the time. What can I do to get myself back on track? Well, I would say, first of all, you can't change the past. So I know a lot of people kind of are like, oh no, the quarantine 15, I gained all this weight. I haven't been exercising, whatever, whatever. I feel you. But like, first of all, just like get out of that mindset. Don't beat yourself up and you can totally change moving forward. Right. So you can choose to do things differently from here on out. So I don't know what the regulations are everywhere. And I don't usually go to the gym, but, um, yeah, I'm not sure what the rules are. So I can't really give advice in that regard, but like what the restrictions and things are. So I can't say really get back to the gym, but my biggest piece of advice would be to create some sort of routine for yourself. And I mean, I know for me, that's hard when you're home with a toddler and blah, 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 all the things. But even if it's just getting up and going for a walk after you've been sitting or working for an hour or whatever that time parameter that you want to give yourself is just kind of make it easy for yourself and make it fun. And, um, it doesn't have to look the same every day, but I would definitely recommend getting in some movement at 
in any capacity, especially if you've been sedentary. I know it's been really easy to just like binge something, binge a show or just sit and work all day. Like I know my husband struggled with this because he's a professor and there aren't set office hours or set class times. And it's just kind of like, it takes over your entire day. So just finding even if you have to set a timer, you know, that's worked for me. It might sound silly, but like either a timer on your phone or like a kitchen timer or something, set it for half hour or 45 minutes. When that goes off, put your work down, turn off Netflix, whatever, get up and move. It doesn't have to be this crazy, you know, like lifting all the weights, running all the miles, unless that's something that you like and something that you've done before. But um, I know overexercising can definitely be damaging, but so can sitting all the time. It's it's just as hard on your body to be sedentary as it is to you know overexercise. Different ways, of course, but it is um, it is a stressor. So yeah, I would I would recommend the routine. I'd recommend finding something you enjoy and just kind of like keeping it light if that's good for you. And as far as food goes, I feel you. I feel like it's been good and bad to have all this time at home because I am sick to death of cooking every single meal and doing all of the dishes in a day. It feels like for two and a half people, it's ridiculous, but not having the option for so long to eat out, I think it's been good. I mean, even though we make, we do our best to make better choices personally, when we go out, um, most of the time it's like Chipotle or, you know, something that it's still, doesn't make me personally feel the best. So knowing what we've been eating has been great. But um, same thing, I would recommend the same thing with the food. If there's a particular way of eating that you are used to, or, you know, maybe slowly tapering off the, if it's processed food, like comfort food, right? Like we've all been looking for comfort food during this time, changing that up a little bit. Um, yeah. And just starting, even if you don't feel like throwing out all your cookies right now, just throw out like half the bag and then make your way through the other half slowly and swap that out for something else. If, you know, if that's your thing, but definitely keep in mind that this doesn't have to be an all or nothing thing. Like we're still going through something that's really hard and really stressful, but just kind of getting out of a negative mindset. If you're stuck there doing your best with that, starting any type of movement and then just like making better food choices. Like, you know, I, of course the cleanest quality I would recommend that you can afford, of course, get the grass fed, get the pasteurized. It definitely makes a difference in the inflammation in your body, um, which of course can cause like the bloating and the weight stuff. So yeah, it doesn't have to be all or nothing, but just make good choices. (laughs) Start making choices that are going to serve your health from here on out. That's kind of my spiel. Yeah, I wanted to talk a lot about habits. And that's what's tough because going into this, nobody told you this is going to be a few months. So you better take it seriously and build this how, you know, this is your new life. It was, it was kind of one week at a time in the beginning. So you're kind of just like sleeping in in the mornings and rolling out of bed into your desk or whatever it is. And what I would say is, let's look at this. And even though it's not going to look exactly the same, but let's really look at our habits and make better habits because it isn't, I think for most people, this isn't going away anytime soon. A lot of 
Um, so I know it is very different by state again, like are some states going to go backwards because they've had resurgences? Like we don't know any of that yet, but that would, that would be what I would say is like, let's look at our habits. And for uh, people here, a lot of people are kind of still going to be working at home for a while, but they're back to having childcare. So that's actually a great opportunity to like, okay, now I'm somebody who works from home. Like, let me build my day how I want it. And so obviously I wasn't working for most of this. I was on maternity leave, but I did start working from home in uh, right around Christmas for three months before I had the baby. And I did want to kind of build habits around working from home. So I definitely said, find a way to fit in movement. I think that's really important. And I think that's been lacking with a lot of people. And even if you've been eating healthy, that doesn't like make up for not exercising. <laughs> They're two totally different things. So even if your weight hasn't really gone up, uh, movement is still really important to your health. And movement is important to your health, whether or not it makes you lose weight or not. Like it's, uh, we did a whole section on this in our program. Like it, exercise does so much for so many of the systems of your body that I was not even aware of before, before doing the NTP program. So it is important to fit that in as much as you can. So I would say start with walking a lot if you can. And this is something where in my work day, I have AirPods with Bluetooth and they just are wonderful for being able to take meetings on a walk. So I will purposely schedule meetings in my day that I know this is this is a meeting I'm going to walk and like a walk and talk. So the one-on-ones with my staff where, you know, I kind of get to set that meeting or, um, you know, if it's raining in the morning, I, I ask whoever, can I reschedule this? And <laughs> I move it to the afternoon and I can take a walk and do that meeting. So that's been something that's been really great for me just to get something in. And really, this is more um, just general mood. Like if you were commuting into the office every day, like you were getting up, walking to the train, you're getting some sunlight hitting your eyes, you're getting a little bit of vitamin D. Um, Versus now where you can just roll out of bed and my husband goes into a dark basement all day. And it, it is good to get outside, get some sunlight that it's going to help wake your brain up in the morning. So that's something I'm continuing to do, especially because it's hot here. Like I get up early and walk with my baby on me before the nanny comes. So that's like, and some of those days I have um, an 830 meeting in the morning that I'll take during this walk. And because my baby's only three months, it's, it's easy, but I've done that with Connor as well. I've put him in a stroller and taken a walking meeting. I give him a snack or a phone and like, we're going out for a walk. And that's kind of my non-negotiable with going back to work is I'm walking every morning. Um, so that's just a long way to say of like, get creative. You have some of these freedoms if you're working from home and try to figure out how that might work. Um, then after walking, I think trying to lift some heavy things if you can, or doing some sort of strength would be great. And this is going to be like a do as I say, not as I do, because I have a lot of trouble working out from home. I've done it a few times, like step ups on stairs where you, if you have like 
a main level and you go up two stairs and can just like step up and down a bunch of times. And there's a lot of things you can do with body weight, like push-ups on the ground or against a counter. Um, just like trying to get some of this muscle movement in is going to be helpful. Or like just whenever you walk past a certain chair, like squatting down 10 times to the chair, like just trying to fit this in. I mean, we're not probably wearing our fanciest clothes. We might already be in yoga pants and we can just <laughs> fit these little things in uh, into our day. So it's not the same as getting a workout in, but it's so much better than nothing. So it, I think like trying to fit that in, I've been doing these, like, um, even though like things are starting to open up, I still do a virtual yoga thing most days that I, it's 20 minutes, but I build it into my work day. And that's, I take this break and do that. And that's so that's more like mobility, but it's, it's very helpful again, when you're sitting all day. So that's kind of the exercise piece. Uh, it's really do what you can. If you can get back to your old workouts and that's what you want to do, go for it. But if you can't, like, let's, let's start to do what you can. So the other, the other thing I think is really huge is look at your snacking. So I think that's what people have really picked up more that they're in the house more and it might not be the best foods. And so again, if you're working from home and you're not actually having three meals a day, you're kind of snacking all day. I think that would be kind of the thing too. Like, let's start to look at how did I used to eat and how did I make that work? Um, and maybe trying to move back towards that. I think maybe plugging a day or two of food into something like chronometer, um, calories might be higher when you're at home all day too. It's just, you have this access to food that you might not be used to. And if you're eating too much, um, that, yeah, it, it's not really serving you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm going to say like, I'm hesitant to give numbers, but I'm going to, <laughs> So my, at my normal state, I'm like 160 pound female and I think like 1800 to 2000 calories a day was about right for me to like, like feel good, stay healthy and maintain that weight. So I'm not gaining weight at that amount, um, or fat or, you know, whatever you want to call it. But I think it's high, it's just more calories than a lot of women think it is. So if you're plugging it in and it's like 1500 and you're like, Oh my God, I used to eat 1200 calories. Like I'm not saying to go back and do that. Right. <laughs> I, I don't know how to caveat it other than that. Like you, I, I don't know. It's just weird to talk about calories sometimes, but, um, so make sure you're eating enough, enough. This is something I've done before. And it's like, you do one extra thing a day and it's like, Oh, I was up to 2,500 calories and that's more than more than I need to be eating. And I know that for myself. So I, I think that I, I don't think women should really be going under 1800 calories a day. Agreed. And that seems kind of low. Mm -hmm. um, so just throwing that out there. Uh, another thing I like to do is start with breakfast. Are you sitting down to a meal or are you kind of just grabbing and 
you know, sleeping in, grabbing something that's not that healthy. And a lot of the things people grab actually aren't enough calories for a breakfast. So you end up snacking all day because you're hungry. So I think getting back to sitting down for a, a full breakfast is really going to help serve you for not having these like needs to snack all day and can put you more towards having normal meals. Um, and yeah, I, I think just don't focus on the scale. Like ideally don't have a scale in your house. <laughs> um, it's look at your inputs. So again, this is something like where I'm at this point where I'm like, Oh, maybe I'd be okay with losing a little weight. Like now that I've had the baby, my first priority has definitely been recovery. And now that I'm back to the stressed state and not feeling amazing, now that's my priority. It's like, I want to feel better and it's not going to be weight. But if it was, I think just focusing on the inputs, like, what am I doing? Am I, am I eating the best I can? Am I exercising? Like focus on these things you can do and not the result. Like you'll get the results once your body has what it needs. So it's more listening to your body and figuring out like what, what does it need? And I think just avoiding restriction in general is a good thing. Like don't, hop on now I'm on a diet and I've got to get my body summer ready and I'll I'll do it for two weeks and I'll lose five pounds and it it like just try to think long term. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I love that. That yeah that was about all I had to say. But I, I think mine was a different perspective because it is more of a work from home mm -hmm. perspective. Um but it definitely changes all of your habits when you're used to going into an office every day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's tough to even do stuff when you have a kid on you all the time, you know, it's like, where's my me time? <laughs> when do I get to move? Well, I'm sure. And like three meals a day, like yeah. is, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Mm. All right. So our next question Along the lines of working out, it is when should you refuel after a workout? Yeah, so this is something, it's one of those funny things that like personal trainers like to talk about a ton. Like you need creatine, you need protein, like all these <laughs> things. Like they have all these tips for, I don't know, like muscle refueling recovery. after, right, totally. Um, it, yeah, building muscle and all that. Like for most people who are doing exercise for health, this isn't even a thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so for workouts under an hour, you don't need to do anything special. You don't need to work out. Uh, you don't need to like eat in the middle of your workout or immediately after to like boost your muscle growth. And, um, if you're doing something competitive, that's a different story. Like you're actually training and this is your job. Um, but I don't think that's most of the people that are asking this question. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm going to answer the question like for most people and that's, um, so, so there are exceptions to that. Like there's a decent number of people that will work out for more than an hour, usually runners. Um, if you're a distance runner and that might be something where it is good to, make sure you're hydrated, make sure you have enough electrolytes. So I would not go to something like a Gatorade or these gummy, I forget what those things are oh my called. God. I like have those nightmares gels. Yeah. <laughs> the goose. Yeah. Um, 
So there's a lot of additives and things you probably don't want to be putting in your body in in those commercial products, but there's a lot of great electrolyte drinks that you can make, like a lemonade with some added uh, salt and magnesium. And so getting the minerals. So electrolytes from a Gatorade, it's really just minerals plus water. So potassium uh, is a big one that's in, in a lot of these drinks. So if you're, if you're adding some sea salt, like adding some other minerals into a drink with some sugar and some, some water, that's really what you need to kind of replenish hydration. But for something, yeah, like a distance run, you do, you do want to be replacing that glycogen during the run. So what that is, is your body stores sugar. So you eat glucose and your muscles store glycogen. And when you work, work out the muscles, when you use the muscles, they release the glycogen into your bloodstream. And then your, your body is able to use that sugar from your muscles for fuel, but you're going, your muscles are going to tire out when they don't have that sugar to burn. So that's where in something like a very long distance run, you actually will need to replace that sugar for your muscles to keep going and, um, for your blood sugar to stay up. But Again, most workouts, you don't need to worry about this at all. Um, so, and the, the, so the carbohydrate you consume is going to turn into glucose that can be stored in your muscles. So there is a window after a workout where your insulin sensitivity is heightened. And I've heard as much as two hours after a workout, but I think it's it's declining as time goes on. So you know, within the first half hour, it's extremely heightened within the first hour, it's pretty heightened. Um, and why that's a good thing is that your body is able to take in this carbohydrate and give it to your muscles. So it's not going to spike your blood sugar and it's not going to be stored as fat. It's going to go right back to your muscles in that form of stored glycogen after a workout. So, um, so that is a good time if you're going to eat something that's higher carbohydrate, um, and you're worried about blood sugar spikes. So the only other thing I wanted to touch on was, um, exercising fasted. So if you're exercising first thing in the morning without eating, uh, first, I would try to eat quickly after the workout. Cause that can be very stressful for your body to not have that fuel, uh, or that sugar or whatever to burn while you're working out. So, and then exercising fasted in the morning is not something I'd recommend if you're in a higher stress state. Um, for example, pregnancy is one where you, you already have an increased need for carbohydrate just to, to keep the, the insulin up for the baby. But if you have any metabolic issues, thyroid issues, I wouldn't be exercising fasted in the morning. Yeah. So that's, that's what I had to say on that. That was excellent. And I said very, very similar things. So I'm going to keep mine pretty brief, but yeah, like you said, most of the time you're not doing the distance thing. Um, if you are, I know when I ran, I didn't really know a lot about this stuff, the way of eating that I do now when I was a runner. So I did do the goos sometimes, but they made me feel like, oh, they were horrible. So like something like raw honey sticks or something like that with some salt, um, were always good options for me. 
I also mentioned the electrolytes and how important that is. Even coconut water. I know that's a little bit sweeter. Not everybody likes, no one in my family actually likes this, but me, but that's always um, been helpful for me. So you're kind of thinking about after a workout, there's inflammation, the soft tissue repair, um, like you mentioned, the muscle glycogen and the electrolytes, but it doesn't have to be all at one time. Like you don't have to take in all this stuff all at one time. And um, I know um, the post-workout protein smoothies, shake, whatever, whey protein, I don't even know what that is anymore, but I know that's like a big thing, some type of post-workout supplement, but um, yeah, it's, those are, it's easier. If you feel like you do need something that's easier to get down than a meal, like some food, food-based supplement or a food-based, um, recovery because your digestion is off after you worked out, right? Like that's not your body's priority after a workout. It's like you're shunting all your blood and everything to the muscles that are being worked. So probably eating as, you know, food-based as I try to be like, sitting down and eating eggs after you work out is probably not going to be too appealing to you and it might not make you feel the best, but yeah, it doesn't have to be this big meal. And like Michelle mentioned, you probably, if you're just doing it for like an under an hour typical workout, you might not need anything at all, but just something like a little bit of carbohydrate, a little bit of protein. It doesn't have to be big. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I had. You really hit the nail on the head there. No, I like that you addressed the protein piece because it it will help with building muscle. But again, for normal amateur, I'm going to the gym to be healthy. You're still going to build muscle without making sure you're getting in some liquid protein immediately after your workout. (laughs) Totally. And I'd honestly rather see you avoid most of the shakes that are available on the market because they are just so full of sugar and additives and it'll just cause more inflammation and just like long-term damage. So probably best to avoid that, especially in this case. So yeah. Okay. We have one more question and I feel like this, you're just going to run with this and you're going to have way more to say than me about this. And that's good. So the question was, do you burn more fat on keto? So it's, it's kind of a funny question. (laughs) Um, but short answer, yes. Um, when your body's in a ketogenic state, it's in a, it's in a state where it's burning ketones instead of sugar for energy. And the reason Marissa said, I would have more to say to the, on this, like I, I have like quote unquote done keto <laughs> several times before in my life. And I'm really into it as an idea uh, when, when it's a good idea. <laughs> so, um, so basically being a fat burner is different than being a sugar burner. So most Americans with a standard American diet that's very high in carbohydrates, your body constantly has this source of glucose to use for energy. So if you if you have glucose, your body is going to favor burning that rather than um, burning fat for energy. So it's it's more efficient for your body to burn sugar. It's a very cheap process to turn that into energy and use it and store it. Uh, And I know we've talked about this in a previous episode that when insulin is present, so when you have carbohydrate, it spikes your your blood sugar, your body produces insulin to bring that blood sugar back down. Uh, Your body's in a state where it can store 
energy. So it can take this glucose and store it in your body as fat versus if you're burning fat for energy, you're unable to uh, store, you're actually releasing. So your body is really in one of those two states. And people like babies, for example, they go in and out of ketosis very easily. So ketosis is a state where your body is producing ketones from the fat that you're eating. And that's what your brain will burn for energy. So you're able to test for ketones in your blood. And if ketones are present in your blood, you're considered to be in a state of ketosis. So that's what like being keto actually means it's that your body is producing ketones that it can be used as energy. So I think this is something that with marketing has gotten very confusing to people because there's no foods that are keto. Like you're not eating keto. Uh, Your body's either in this state where it's producing ketones or it's not. So you can be lower carbohydrate without actually producing these ketones. Um, generally they say under like 30 grams of net carbs will push most people into the state of ketosis. Um, so net carbs means the carbs you eat minus the fiber because the fiber, uh, isn't really absorbed by your body. It, it can't turn the fiber into glucose for energy. So, uh, total carbohydrate minus the fiber that you eat. So but that's different for every person. And this is like Atkins, for example, was under 20 grams of net carbs every day. And I think his program, you could go up over time and you were supposed to see when you got out of that state of ketosis. So for somebody, it might be 20 for a different person. They might still be in the state of ketosis with 50 grams of carbs. Um, so all this being said, most adult Americans where they're constantly in this state of building or burning sugar for energy, like I said, it's a very easy metabolic process. You almost lose this ability to burn fat. Um, whereas kids, like we're, we're all born with this idea or this uh, ability to go in and out of ketosis. Like you're, you're burning your ketones and now you take in some sugar and now you're burning sugar and you bounce right back. But if you have this sustained blood sugar issues, which most of us have in America, like we are so carbohydrate focused that almost everybody is in the state where you're always burning glucose and you're not, you're, you're very rarely burning that stored fat. Um, so it's harder to jump in and out of that. And it actually, we lose this ability to burn fat for energy and, and use ketones for energy, if that makes sense. So, um, so if you, if you do a ketogenic diet, like some, some people talk about like a keto reset and you're actually in a way like exercising your body's ability to use fats for energy. So and every time you kind of do this, it becomes easier and easier for your body to produce these ketones. So, and this is something that I feel like has worked really well for me, kind of getting me out of this place where I could only burn sugar for energy. And I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the show, but I used to take Adderall for ADD and it was a very, very, very small amount. Um, but 
it was enough to kind of like help me focus. And I don't need that anymore once I switch to a higher fat diet. And I think sometimes if, if you just reduce your carbs and increase your fat, but your body doesn't have that ability to use the fat very well, it might not help you. But if you do this period of being in ketosis where your body learns how to efficiently use fat for energy, now you can go back and have a balanced diet and be able to use both the carbohydrates and then use the fat. So this, the kind of picture around this is like you eat a baked potato with butter on it. You, your body will burn the carbohydrates from the potato first. And then when it runs out of energy from that potato, then can it use the butter or does it get hungry again? (laughs) Um, So if you're, if you're getting hungry a couple hours after a meal, that's a sign that your body isn't able to use that fat for energy. Um, And it's almost, it just kind of gets stored as extra calories. So, so it's like you can be on a keto diet, but it's also a tool that you can use to move your body towards being able to, to be more efficient at burning fat. So calories are still a thing on keto. Like a lot of people talk about just eating a ton of fat, but you still don't need to eat more calories than you need just because it's your keto and it's all fat. Um, so I think you need, you need to have plenty of calories if you're doing this keto reset, because, uh, it will, your body still needs the energy. It's not like um, people who are trying to do keto, but also do low calorie, you're just going to send your body into a state of starvation even faster than you would if you were just doing low, low calorie. So it can be, it it can be tricky. Like you want to be careful with doing this and making sure you're still eating plenty of calories, but then your body gains the ability to burn its own fat once it knows how to burn fat for energy. So let's say you're eating um, all right, I'm going to throw math in here, <laughs> but like, let's say you eat like 2000 to 2200 calories a day of like higher fat, like under your 30 grams of carbs and you're burning fat for energy. And then the, like a week later, you're already in the state where you've been burning fat for a long time. You're used to it. Then one day you drop those calories. So say I eat 12 to 1400 calories in a day and I have fat on my body that I could burn. Your body has that ability to take the extra calories from your body uh, on this one time temporary, like one day thing to burn fat for your own body fat for energy. But if you go low calorie for too long, your body starts to shut off a lot of essential functions like um, all of your sex hormones and your thyroid and so many things go wrong. So I think both of us would never recommend a low calorie diet. (laughs) So I, I say this to say very temporarily, you could do one day and you're, you could still healthily burn your own body fat for energy. But, um, so And just in general, dropping carbohydrates that low can be stressful to your body. So it's only if you're extremely healthy, you're getting a lot of 
nutrients from your food, you're eating a really nutrient dense diet, your thyroid's functioning well, you're not feeling cold, you have a good sex drive, like everything feels healthy, then doing this ketogenic thing might be the thing to kind of get you to the next level to get that balance in terms of burning energy. So, um, but dropping carbohydrates can be stressful, especially for women who are sensitive to these thyroid issues. Uh, I don't recommend it during pregnancy at all. Um, I've, I've done it when I was breastfeeding Connor. I think I, I dropped to pretty low carb, maybe eight weeks or not eight weeks, eight months postpartum. And it didn't affect my milk and I, I felt good, but I think I had just been in this place of eating too much sugar postpartum. And I, again, kind of needed that reset to, to just get my body used to burning fat again and also getting used to cooking that way again, uh, rather than it's so easy. Like if you look at most junk food, it's so heavy in carbohydrate. So it is a way to, where you're kind of get, getting aware of what you're putting in your body when you, when you do diets like this, if you do it in a healthy way. So just quickly, if you decided to do this, like, okay, I'm going to go keto, meaning I want to do under 30 grams of carbs a day, like make this work. You will hit a wall after about five to seven days. So that's where you're able to use energy. Like I said, you have, um, um, glucose stored or glycogen stored in your muscles, your body can use that for energy for a few days. But after you're, after you've burned through everything and your body's not used to burning fats yet, there's a few days in there where you're pretty much burning nothing for energy because <laughs> you can't, you, your body's not used to burning the fat and you don't have any glucose left in your body. So, um, and then after that, maybe day seven, day eight, your body will kick into making the ketones and then you kind of have this energy again and it's, it's more sustainable. So I do think there can be benefits to doing this in a healthy way. Like if you have blood sugar issues um, or you just want to reset your ability to burn fat better, I think it can be really positive. Um, something that people talk about if they're talking about this more of a diet, you will, you will lose water weight very quickly when you, reduce carbohydrates. Your body holds on to water to process carbohydrates in your body, but this this doesn't count as like losing weight because as soon as the carbs come back in, your body will start retaining a little bit more water. So you're not benefiting yourself by losing that water weight. Um, you want to, if, if you're using it as a tool to quote unquote lose weight, you want to be losing fat, not water. So um, so that's all to say, I think there, there can be a lot of benefits to using a ketogenic diet as a tool if you do it in a healthy way. Yeah. And I think, first of all, that was excellent. Well done. Very <laughs> thorough explanation on keto. Um, I just want to quickly touch on dirty keto. Um, I don't know if that's like a common thing. And like Michelle said and said again, in a healthy way. And that is so important because I know people personally, many people who have, you know, keto had a moment and they heard it and they thought it sounded amazing and they jumped on the bandwagon, but they're like, well, this really processed bacon is full of fat or this like package of Alfredo sauce that's full of canola oil is <clears throat> higher in fat. And it's tempting to do that because you're like, oh, cool. I get to eat all these things that I would want to eat, but they're typically 
called bad and this fits into my macros. And that's just such a dangerous way to approach this diet or this, uh, I don't want to call it a diet, but just this way of eating. Um, maybe in the short term, it would work for you. I know I, like I said, I know people who have done this and they did lose weight, but, but they ran into a ton people, a ton of other health problems. And they were just so confused because they're doing keto. And when you, when you eat these overly processed packaged foods, like Michelle even mentions, like just because a food says it's keto, it, it can't be keto. That doesn't make, you know, but you're missing out on like all these enzymes and vitamins and minerals that your body very desperately needs. So while you might drop the weight, as Michelle mentioned, like the water weight, especially in the long run, you're going to be doing more long-term damage to your health. So, um, the next time you like you pick up a keto cookie, you know, really, really think about that. And if it's gonna, if it's gonna benefit you in the moment, do it, but like long-term stuff like that, that way of um, eating is not sustainable. And I think it, not, I think I know it's just going to cause more problems for you in the long run. So that's all. Yeah. I'm really glad you said that because now I want to throw out the whole thing about 30 grams of carbs because thinking about it in that way. And that's why I kept saying a tool, not a diet. Like I don't want anybody to do a keto diet because that's where you can get into that where, oh, well, I'm going to save all my carbs one all day for this one glass of wine and a dessert. Like, and you're still technically under your 30, but like you couldn't have any vegetables all day because you were saving them. Like that's not, (laughs) don't, don't think that that's going to benefit your health in any way. Because if you have all of those 30 grams of carbs at one time, you're still going to spike your blood sugar and it's not, it's not having these uh, impacts, but so throw out the 30 grams of carb thing, just avoiding starchy vegetables and then any grains or like cookies really shouldn't fit in there at all. If you're trying to use this as a tool to help your blood sugar, Mm -hmm. um, just eat as many non-starchy vegetables as you want. Don't avoid Brussels sprouts because there's some carbs in there. Like that's really not gonna send your body out of ketosis. Um, so glad you said that. Like, <laughs> I just get so fired up when I see people do that. It's like, no, that's, you're ruining it. <laughs> yes. Funny. Yes. So. But think of it as a tool to support your health. And if you're, if you're really approaching it from the right place and you're not just trying to try something new to drop five or 10 pounds, I think it can be a really good thing, but it can also be a, a slippery slope in terms of like diet culture. Yeah. So that's all that we had, I think, right? Is there anything yeah, else? Yeah, no, those are the questions we wanted to get to. So I'm glad we got to cover this. It's it's a lot. Um, I think it's good information as, mm-hmm. as people are starting to kind of think about health again after. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not, not thinking about it a ton. Mm-hmm. I mean, just anybody who's had their kids home and they're trying to work full time, it's that's about all you can do, <laughs> right? There's no room for anything else. <laughs> so, so yeah, we hope everybody is doing well and, um, yeah, just approaching, trying to go into approaching this from a healthy place, like, and start wherever you're at and mm-hmm. just give yourself a lot of grace. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Talk, all to, right. You. Talk to you. Yeah. Everybody next week. Bye. Bye. Email us your questions at nourishedandnurturing at gmail.com and find us on Instagram at nourishedandnurturing. 
You can find more from me, Marissa, at confidentlybalanced.com. And you can find more from me, Michelle, on Instagram at Michelle Taggy. Please subscribe, rate, and review our podcast if you like what you heard and share it with a friend. We look forward to talking to you next week.